name is NATO and King Ma. Hey, Sam Ath. No, not Sam Atherton today. It's the B Crew here. It's me, NATO. Oh my god. Oh my god. Is that the crowd? It's NATO. And guess who's with me today? It's not Sam Atherton. It's the better Sam. It's Sam Kingma, the judge, jury, and executioner of Gone Gold. How are you, buddy? I'm fantastic, Nato. I'm fantastic. It's been a long time since me and you've been on the same pod together at the same oh, time. Oh, years. It's been years. <laughs> yeah, yes. And because, because we're doing, because the boys have been a bit slack, we thought, and there's been shots fired to us, the fans of Gone Gold. So this, this is, this is a for the fans podcast today because they took shots at us on Orc Paws this week where they, they you. where a whole bunch of us have been in the DM just just as fans being like, hey, are we getting our casual fix of Gone Gone? And they, the the content creators, the 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 farm hand feeding us have taken it. We we're not the ones biting the hand that feed us. They're biting the mouth that they feed and 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 chat on us this week, Sam. Pretty. It's pretty fucked up. See, I'm a content creator, and, and I understand yeah. this, but what a lot of other content creators don't know is that uh, you serve heroin, and at the moment you stop you stop producing that shit, uh, <laughs> people gotta get upset. The dopamine falls. The f- dopamine, dopamine falls, fall. I get depressed again. People start getting fucking acne on their face, and they're like, where the fuck's the next video, bro? Where the fuck's the next video? Yeah, so 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 I decided to take it out of the DMs and like call them out on like on the Twitters and ask for where is our game uh, Gone Gold episode, and in retaliation to that, Sam did a twelve minute episode and ended with "fuck you, Nathan." So here we are, me and you doing our own Gone Gold podcast. But I'd lo- like Sam. I'd love to get into video games right now, but. We're doing a traditional go- games uh, gone, gone gold, gold episode. episode, so so we have like 10, 12 minutes to well, just, we just talk can, shit. We just can fuck around and talk. Yeah, about talk whatever, shit so. before because if we start talking about video games before that timer, this podcast closes in on itself. Event horizon happens, the world collapses, and nothing because we got to talk baseball. We got to talk about our lives. We got to pretty much do an orc pause podcast in at the start of a game's gone. Gone gold episode. Game's gone. Game's gone, dude. Game's gone. Game's gone. So how how you been doing, Kingma? We haven't seen you. I I haven't seen you like properly in a conversation like this in a long time. What are you doing with your life now, bud? Fuck, not a whole lot, dude. Uh Well, at least at least you guys can get vaccines over there. Oh so, yeah. Like, so America's starting to finally open up a little bit while yeah, we over been... here and not seeing anything that's been good yeah i got my uh i got my second shot of the of the pfizer vaccine the day after my birthday on may 8th so come may 22nd um i I, i'll be officially um covid free and and kind of ready to roll um i'm the first thing that you're gonna do out and go out and do uh i'm literally flying to uh la uh, in california for a week to visit um my, my friend Miles, who is the co-host of my other podcast, uh, Miku's Crack House, yeah, um, which I'm looking forward to. This will be my first time seeing him in person, so 
I'm I'm so I'm so excited. I'm so excited. God, like we we've we've had this like weird kind of like wonderland down here where it's like we got our country down to zero. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while we have like a breakout of like three or four people and like a like a, a whole state locks down just to kind of get rid of it. But but we can't do anything because like yeah. it, it's like it's like this walking on ice of like, yeah, our country's safe at the moment because there's no COVID here, but also like at any second that's, a hotel a hotel might thing. break out that it's... and then all of a sudden the whole state's infected and it's weird. It's like this, like, I want to feel safe, but I'm not. And it's, oh, it's nearly as scary as, like, not as the millions of deaths that happen in your country, but, you know, like, we could become the next America. Who knows? Like, if we if we don't take it seriously, then, oh, it, yeah, it's just been a weird year for us here. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, same can be definitely... Uh definitely said in the states although i've been listening to um i listened to a lot of castle super beast um they were formerly yeah. super uh, best friends play uh and they're stationed out of canada just hearing about the vaccine rollout there through proxy of their show i've been like wow what a fucking nightmare yeah oh um, it's been a nightmare here like there's big like i i i don't want to jump on the like conspiracy theory people but like there, there's some pretty big evidence that like maybe our government is like selling it to other countries that are like our supply that we got yeah. uh, are selling it to other countries that are not doing as well which is good in a sense of those countries get more vaccines but also our country is selling it to that's their fucked country. up so, no no I'm, yeah. I'm with you that's fucked up your country should should pr- protect its fucking citizens yeah um, like like i i get it because also like we're safe here in in commas because we've got no covid here but also like literally two weeks ago we had an outbreak in like the city near me so our whole state locked down and we went into like all businesses close only 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 businesses that need to support people stay open and if you leave the house it's full mask full everything which Thank God, like, our our people of our country have been taking it seriously. So, like, every time I do go out, everyone was in full mask. Nobody, like, I don't know whether it's overhyped in America of, like, there's the huge anti-mask kind of movements and stuff like that. But here there's, there's, like, you know, two people for every, like, I don't know, 100,000 people that are anti-masks here. So, yeah. it's not I'll too see- bad. Yeah, I'll say with the, with the anti mass thing as as an American, I, I'll I'll I feel confident saying that like everybody has an anti mask story, but it's oh. just that it's a story, and and what we're missing is the hundreds upon thousands of public interactions they've had in COVID, where yeah. or maybe dozens, <laughs> maybe might, might, might dozens to hundreds, might not be thousands, um, of people uh going about their day and everybody masking up and in it being of of no, no of you know just everybody getting along and just being respectful um yeah. but no it's definitely yeah we have some some crazy people um who don't want to mask up which makes me mad because it's like the mask isn't for you it's for the people around you so could yeah. you please have like an ounce just a little ounce of respect for me i'm doing it for you 
Especially because you're like you. the God-fearing country and like the whole thing of Jesus was like love thy neighbor and all those kind of things. And it's just like that the whole point of the mask is to protect the other people around you. And it's- I just wa- I just wish that information was said more because I feel like I'm the only one who ever says that despite it being fucking true. Despite yes. it being re- representative of reality. And I'm like, like I feel like, like we'd get a lot yeah. more. I feel like I'd we'd win. I feel like we'd get a lot more people to put the stupid fucking mask. God, if we just say if we say it like that because <laughs> because because oh, if man. it was the other because if it was the other way around if it was mainly for protecting yourself and they didn't want to wear it you can't really argue with them it's just like no, yeah well yeah yeah fuck you yeah. it's like yeah if you want to get sick i guess that's your fucking prerogative yeah like if you want to stick fault. your head in the lion's mouth like that's up to you but yeah, if you, you unleash lions into dick a in the electric crowd, socket yeah, that's fine thing. i don't care yeah yeah exactly Ugh. All right, I, uh, uh, let's get away from the serious COVID. Please. We've had enough COVID. People have dealt with it, so I, 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 I want, I want to take a little, a little like snack treat of of, of a time gone by. A little bit yeah. of four Yanks, one Aussie kind of like interaction here. Um, I, 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 I don't know where I was on. There's so many social medias these days. I was on a social media. Let's just yeah. leave it there. And it was this uh, lady talking about like she just moved to Australia and like different things that she'd seen. And oh, like cool. the simplest thing that I thought, like I, I thought it was a worldwide thing, but apparently it's not. You guys don't have bank transfers like as a simple thing. Like like you go out to you go out to dinner with friends and like. One guy goes like, "I'll I'll shout, and you guys just send me cash." Like, how how does Americans go around that? Like, you guys have to download a third party app or something. Yes, yes, we do. And we, in fact, and in fact, this third party app was one of those fucking things. So it's called Venmo here in the states. Yes. Um, yeah. Phenomenal tool. Phenomenal tool. The perfect example of like. A great idea. The perfect example of a genuinely great idea that solves a problem. And it's the problem of having money but having no cash. Um, like, but I, I don't understand how you can't just send money to... Like, cause so, so the process here in Australia yeah. is like, we all go... Like, I just log into my bank's online banking... And there's literally every bank here has just a bunny button that says bank transfers. And all I have to do is go to my mates like, what, what's your account number? They just send me that. They just tell me they're like, yep, it's Oh four, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, all I do is put that number in and I'm like, how much money? Yep. And it says that from bank to bank and anything less than usually like a hundred dollars is instant as well. Damn. And also too, how many? How many? How many like major bank players do you guys have in Australia? Uh, I'd say about like between seven and ten major banks. Gotcha. And they all got they all got cross play. They all play yep. nice. With they one, all. One they, it's a world like they're gamers. They're all about cross playing here in Australia. Good. Sh- that's good shit. Yeah. No, we all got to use Venmo. Which I mean, the good news is though, at least here, the silver lining. Is yeah. Everybody just has Venmo, so the problem yeah solved itself in a different way. Although I, yeah. I, I'm kind of with you. Banks having that kind of functionality um might so, get more so people like, to use the app. So so 
like so here's a problem like like that I, I don't know how it would work in America so like yeah I I have my original bank that I'd had since I was like you know 15 that my mum set up when I was like saving money and stuff like that but then when I like when I bought my house I went with a different bank yeah. because they had a different rate and stuff like that so I have two banks at the moment one one like is where my work pays my money into and then the other one deals with my home loan yeah. so like Every every once per month, I send my money over to my other bank so so I can pay my mortgage from that bank. Yeah. How would I do that in America? Would uh, I just you... have to go to one bank or would I have to Venmo myself? So I I used to have two banks back in the day for for the yes. same for the same reason. M- yeah. Mom had a set up a bank for me when I was extremely young that put money into from birthdays and Christmases and stuff like that. Um, and then when I went off to college, I got with a U.S. bank, which is my current my current provider. Yep. And it just got to the point where I just closed my original bank <sighs> because I, I would just have to go there, pull out money, and then I would just keep that in cash. I would only ever touch the money from that bank when yep. I would go home for breaks on school, mm. between school. And then yeah. it just got to the point where there was like like a thousand bucks left. I'm like, I'm just going to pull all this out now. There's no reason to, to oh, that's wild this because stuff. like my, like my first bank has good interest on like savings. And like, if I, if, cause I have a, like a savings account linked to that. So that yeah. like, that gives me great interest. Yes. I'm now 33 people that have listened to us for a long time. And I'm speaking probably a different language, but, um, but my other bank has great interest rates on my home loans. So, like, I would never close them because both of them give me good things. Benefits, like, yeah. Yeah, oh, that hurts that I'd have to just give one up and choose the, like, nearly, like, Hunger Games, my two banks against each other. I, I mean, other. for the record, you can have multiple, you can have yeah. multiple ba- banks in, 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 you know, the United States. It, it, it's just transferring money from one to the other, um... I think it's a bit more complicated of a process. I don't want to say it's like super hard or anything because I I, I have never had to do it, but it's definitely like more complicated to the point where when it comes to at least sharing money, we have a third party app. So transferring between two banks that probably don't want to speak with one another um, or don't want to do a transaction, that can be tough, but. Jesus Christ. All right, we've we've filled we filled our twelve minutes. We've we've hit that mark. King Kingma. What do you mean what do you mean playing, my dude? You know, it's so it's so what's been spinning the discs in the old gaming machine. Oh man, what a great question, NATO. It's been so um fortuitous that you reached out to me yesterday to record an episode of, of of Gone Gold because I was actually going to message Andy Street um this week about trying to get on gone gold so i can defend the honor of one returnal by house mark studios really from i'm on ps5 you're a big now, fan of it yes now nato let me ask you something do you have a ps5 no not yet i've i've got a series x sitting oh, next to the tv good shit good shit yeah um Honestly, the better move. Honestly, the better system to get. So this, this time around, it's starting to pan out that way, isn't it? It's. I, I was talking with it with my with my buddy uh, Tom, who I run my YouTube channel Turnstile with, and he yep. and he was like, "People shit on Xbox, but the fact that the matter is, is they have way more first party studios now. They have 
Um, and also with the Bethesda lineup, they have great fucking games now too. So we can't even say say that they don't. Yeah. Um, the Xbox Series X runs every single third party game significantly better than the PS5 does. I mean, you look yeah. at like PS uh, Resident Evil Eight uh, mm-hmm. Village, where it's like forty five FPS on PS5, but sixty on Series X, or shit like uh, some first person shooter. Um, just got announced that it's 120 FPS on, on Series X, but only 60 FPS on PS5. Um, so games are running better on it, too. Game Pass is a significantly better subscription God, service than Especially with, like, now. like, Bethesda. Yes. Like, the, the original list of what Game Pass had in the first place, and their team up with EA as well, with, like, just every EA game being on there as well. Yes. Like I've been saying it for, I've been saying it for o- over a year now. Like yeah. over a year ago, game pass was worth every single penny. God, and, yes. and it was one of those things where it's like, they didn't have like, maybe they didn't have the biggest of bangers, but like to me, here's my thing. They have Yakuza zero through seven. On, yes. They have the whole series on that, there. And that the to me is a as well. huge value add. That to me is like a huge value add. We're like, hey, you can experience this entire cult series of games that in total is going to run you 500 plus hours of gameplay. Like, just available. And there's a lot of incredible indie games that are on there. Blazing Chrome was on there for like 10 months when that first came out. Phenomenal Contra-like game. Um, Xeno Crisis, a top-down Smash TV style pixel art game incredible still haven't beat it it's hard as fuck um great game so yeah series x is fucking killing it we'll see if yeah. they can manage 30 studios um yes. but i'm looking they got the budget to, to do so they, they they don't they don't have a failing film or and uh what, what would you call it? tv and yes. audio department that's kind of dragging down the budget on them they have a uh, successful software and program that, <laughs> and, and in fact, they're they're successful. They're successful software and other Microsoft outings uh, make the gaming sector be the one that's losing all the money. <laughs> yes. and is the uh, PC? Yeah, shit. and like, like that's the thing. Like, a, a lot of people are like, I I don't want to defend Sony, but like, I understand their whole like push to do the like Last of Us kind of titles. Yeah, because. They're, the PlayStation is their flag kind of moneymaker at the moment because the rest of their by- byproducts are not making money while Microsoft is like, oh, yes, um, my little child Xbox, here, here's a few dollars to buy a few companies and stuff it's like so, that. It's, it's, so, it's so funny because Microsoft has always kind of viewed the Xbox brand as kind of a vanity project. Yes, but which which isn't to say anything good or bad. I I mean I love the original Xbox. I have a modded 360 sitting right next yeah. to me. Yeah, um, I've had it all the way since the original Xbox. That when it came to getting an uh, original Xbox or what, the PlayStation Two, I think it was at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I got the the original Xbox instead and was not mad at yeah, all. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of fantastic games on OG Xbox. Obviously, there's Jet Set Radio Future with that which I adore, Halo's 1 and 2. Yes, it came with the Sega CD. Yes. I think it had yep. And G- I Sega GT I got, I got 2002 with, on it. Yes. Was the other side of that disc. Yeah. Um, I got that with when we got it for Christmas. I got that and Halo. And we played the shit out of Jet Set Radio Future more than we played Halo for the first while until until we figured out how multiplayer worked with my Oh brothers. yeah. Yeah. 
Jet Set Radio Future is genuinely like a actual top five like favorite game of all time for me. Like I the soundtrack I runs on my Spotify playlist all the time. Same. I I love that. I love that. Oh, just every song. Oh. It, oh it's, all right. So so here, here's here's yes. the question. What's your favorite course on Jet Set Radio? Ooh, great. Because mine question. mine is the one with the roller coaster. Oh my god, Dinosaurian Square. Yeah. What a what an incredible incredible fucking um world so so basically for the for people who haven't played jets radio future the one of the last worlds you go to is called dinosaurian square park which is a giant dinosaur themed roller coaster it's so on good. top of a skyscraper yes oh so it just it just kind of like it was one of those games that kind yeah. of blew my mind just of like where i was and what i was doing it's it's like it because it, like i'd missed a lot of playstation so i didn't like the only times i played like a tony hawk pro skater is if i was at somebody else's house so you know you'd play it for like an hour at somebody's house but like jet set radio future like i put hundreds of hours in it because i was at home with it and it was mine so like yeah where like where everyone else's was tony hawk pro skater like mine was jet set radio future so like i know those courses as well as people know tony hawk pro skater courses and god yeah, oh. For all the Tony Hawk pro skaters, imagine if there was a course that was on top of skyscrapers and, like, in the clouds, and you were, like... If you fell off the course, you fell off buildings to your death, and it was just so good. Yeah. A couple oh. other places I also need to shout out. Probably my favorite um, district was the Skyscraper District and Faro Park, uh, which oh, is very yes. similar which is yes. also which is it's the biggest level of the game in terms of size cuz it's a huge skyscraper district Manhattan style downtown area but in the middle of it is just an egyptian themed yes and you had to nearly go from like building to building and oh, oh it's man. Aw- incredible and you're and you're uh doing wall jumps off of uh billboards and stuff that what an incredible yeah. When do we get like we we got a remaster of the first one, but I want a remaster of Radio Future. Those cowards at Sega just won't do it. (sighs) They just won't do it. There's been some spirit great spiritual successes. And I think there's one coming out soon, isn't it? Yes, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk from Reptile, Team Reptile. Yes. Guys who made Absolutely. Um which that game I, I am extremely hyped. Extremely hyped for that game. But um, like I played hover. I was super excited for hover, which was the first, yeah. um, spiritual revival and hover is just a completely different game. It's like, it's like, it's kind of like it, but it doesn't capture anything I like about those yeah. games. It's just kind of its own thing. Yeah. Not to say its own thing is bad or anything. Just not what I was looking for where yeah. bomb rush Cyberfunk is clearly like it's doing its own thing, but the art style is like very very similar and it mm-hmm. looks like the movement is going to have very similar qualities Oof. um yeah but can i spray paint my own designs onto walls oh, oh that shit was so cool that shit was yeah, so you cool. could you customize your own like graffiti and then yeah. just like when you needed to spray, yeah you do there was a small size a big size and then a, like a giant size and you could do a different design for all three Actually, there were six. There were six. There was six? extra small, small, extra, like, medium, <sighs> large, extra large, and XXL-sized um, ones. 
that you could all do. And it, it's just so great. And then you un go and unlock the graffiti souls, which unlock like new custom graffiti art, which looks yeah. like great. Um, that you can switch out in the garage. And then you can do is once you get all the graffiti souls for a level, you can go do level challenges and then unlock basically every single character in the fucking game, including the dog and the final boss. Yes. Like, amazing game. Jets Area Future is like amazing. I, I adore that game. Masterpiece. Masterpiece. Greatly unappreciated. Yes. But also Just games because, that are like, greatly unappreciated. It came out around the same time as Tony Hawk and Tony Hawk had... Tony Hawk's name. To exactly. Kind of and also thrust. Tony Hawk was skateboarding and skateboarding has always been more popular than rollerblading. Yeah, than rollerblading. Yeah. Um, Inline skating. Yes. 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 And all uh, right, so what else have you been playing? So I've been playing, I've been playing Returnal, as I mentioned uh, earlier. Yep. Yep. All right. Give us, give us the defense of Returnal. Now, I just want to, I just want to come out and say um, that game's hard. Game's pretty yeah. ball busting. It's fine. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Because you can learn it. You can totally learn it. And I feel that the more I play the game, the more I'm like, wow, there's a lot of like criticisms lobbed at the difficulty and lobbed at how this game is set up. That's kind of a little unfounded, a little mm. unfounded. Um, the perfect example, the perfect example, Nato, is there's been a lot of complaints lobbed at the length of runs, of run. how long it takes yes, to that, complete Because that, that was what I was going to ask you about. Because like I've heard, like I'm not a big fan of roguelikes, so I'm probably never going to get into this. It's just my ADHD doesn't let me kind of immerse myself into it because by the time I'm starting to kind of get into the game, that's the end of a run. Yeah. But three hours maybe be enough time to get into it, but I don't know. Like, I know it's not every ADHD things, but I know I've had a lot of trouble with, like, even Hades. Like, I can, I can see why it's good. It's yes. just I don't enjoy it because, yeah. like... By the time I'm getting into it, I've got to start a new run. So I'm like, Ugh. so I'm, I'm, I was a bit worried about trying to venture into this. Yeah. I mean, I will, I will say, I will say this. Unfortunately, if, if Hades didn't do it for you, Hades is actually like the masterclass roguelike. Yes. Like, I think it's the, probably the best, I think it's the best one ever made. It's, it's incredible. Um, if that, if, What's, what, if, what was the one that was on Vita? The, the, like, there's many. There's many. Oh, no, yeah, but it was Rogue, it Legacy. Rogue or something in its name. Rogue Legacy. Rogue Legacy. Yeah, Rogue Legacy. That's I the adore only that one game. that the only one that I kind of got into a little bit, but that's only because I played it when I like traveled. So like if I was on the plane, like I had my Vita and I would so I was forced to play that game. And that's that also in and also Rogue Legacy is kind of different in the sense it's a it's like a super rogue light. It's very yeah. like heavy on the light. Um, yeah. because you, you carry so much shit with you between runs and that's what yeah, makes yeah. that game like fun and rewarding to play. Um, yeah. where Returnal is the, the exact only one fucking that opposite. kind of fell into. Yeah. Returnal is the exact fucking opposite where it's all about the gunplay <laughs> and fuck, fuck the weapons or, yeah. or not fuck the weapons. <laughs> fuck the weapons are great. Fuck the, uh, the buffs. The yes. buffs are all garbage. They're all terrible. And like, apparently, you even have to get your proficiencies back up again with yes. guns. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. you just have a XP bar that starts at either level 1 or 15, depending on where you start. But yeah, yeah, so people have been bitching that runs and stuff take three hours. And I'm like, what? What are you talking? I'm like, what are you talking about? How? How can you spend three hours? Like, I spent three and a half hours the first time I played it. Because yeah. I did worlds one, two, three, four, 
five and then six all in one go when in reality yeah. you don't play like that you do worlds one through three and then you do worlds four through six they're kind of like yes. two separate games honestly yeah. after you beat like one of the big boss you can choose that point as the jumping off point can't you yes so basically yeah. what happens is once you beat a boss you technically never have to fight it again yeah. um except for the final boss who you need to refight if you want to get the secret ending but yes. um yeah, so in World 1, you can warp either directly to World 2 or directly to World 3 if you want to. Um, and they give you, the game gives you a proficiency boost to either level nine or uh, level 5 or level 9 if you go to Worlds 2 or 3 respectively. So you're not even going in underpowered, really. Yeah. You're going to have, like, slightly less health, but... If you really, but by if, that, you've kind of made up with how your skills have kind yes. of developed of playing over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't the game's need all, that It's health. not like a... Yeah, the less health isn't the end of the world because it's it's not like... Uh, it's not like Final Fantasy, right? It's not yeah. like, a, like, Final, like a classic Final Fantasy, like Final Fantasy VII, where you're going to take damage. It's yeah. not like you can avoid... Ne never taking damage. You, it, you're. It's not like that where where damage is guaranteed. Perfect play is something you can totally do in Returnal. In fact, it's required to beat the yeah. game is to get through most rooms without taking damage. And if you get through every single room without taking damage, you've ostensibly uh, completed the game. You've accomplished everything there is to do. Um, now, um, you can get through world one. If you're cruising to go through everything to, to, to stat up and buff up before trying worlds two or three after a few runs, it should take you no more than 10, 15 minutes to clear people talking about that they're in the middle of world two and they died and they lost 90 minutes i'm like the fuck are you going off of what are you talking about were you just not counting were you, <laughs> like I, I just can't fathom how long you spent uh um, yeah and also like it's me like this is a bullet hell game and i'm not very good at traditional shmup bullet hells but yeah. I understand how they work. They're all the bullets aren't random. They're all patterns. They're all yes. carefully handcrafted, designed patterns by a human being. You can dodge it. You can do it. Yes. And if you just focus up, you can get through so many encounters without taking damage. I beat the final boss on my second go. Or, or excuse me. I fought the final boss twice. First time I beat him by the skin of my teeth. Second time I beat him without taking a hit. So you can do it. And I've only, again, I only saw that boss twice in total. So you can react. You can react to all these yes. attacks and stuff coming your way. And I just feel like the difficulties become a bit overblown um, for for this game. But it's is, great. Is, is it worth, like, should I give it a chance? I mean, my thing is this. If you really like, if you're like me, and you really value games Challenge. that are difficult yeah. and have no non it's there it's a very no nonsense game it's it's this it's a similar appeal to what i like about sekiro or or some of the other more recent yes. from software titles where dark souls i i stand that like dark souls isn't isn't necessarily harder than any other game there's just no easy out there, yeah. there's no there, there's no there's no difficulty slider there's no there's no assist mode it's just here's the game here are the rules. Beat the game within the rules we have. And you can call in friends, make the shit super easy that way. You can grind up to an absurdly high level. 
and stomp shit out. Um, you can go you to can, the mage route in most of those Dark Souls games. Exactly, you could be a fucking yeah. sorcerer and yeah. not get anywhere close to da- to taking damage. You have a myriad of options for for beating stuff. Um, and in Returnal, Returnal's even less of that. Returnal's like, no, get go to the fucking gunplay, asshole, uh, <laughs> or you won't be able to fucking beat it. Um, yeah. And I love that. I love games that demand that level of respect and challenge from a player. I really value that shit. Um, and also, and it also helps that the gunplay itself is great. The gunplay and all that classic house mark. Does um, it feel good are, to shoot guns? Has it absolutely. got like the like the like Bungie Destiny or Call of Duty kind of good feel when you shoot a gun? It's definitely not a. I, I I will definitely not say it's 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 got that destiny good feel. It's got its own kind of good feel. Yeah. It's got it's kind of it's it's um. I wish I could find a great comparison to it. It's just a game. It you know, oh I have it. Did you play Control? Yes. It's like Control but better. Okay, because I that's the big comparison it, uh, that everyone said. It's Hades plus Control. Yes, it's Control, but like I didn't like Control's gameplay. I thought it kind of sucks. Really? I thought okay. the shoot. Oh, well, I thought the shooting yeah, was, was kind of gross. Yeah, I was sucked in by the story of that game, so I I didn't really pay too much attention to. Oh gameplay. oh yeah. I, yeah, I I have no issues with the control. I want to go back to it now that I have an RTX card. Yeah, um, because I feel like I'd get a lot more out of it, at least from from that perspective. Yes, um, but yeah, the shoot. I just felt. I just thought when I played it, Elmer made these criticisms on Gone Gold, so I won't repeat them here. But it, like shooting very um very loose. Like mm. shooting and just wasn't particularly tight. Where where it, this if where Returnal feels like a more refined control, where it's that level of speed, it's a faster level of that base speed of of um, uh, Jesse sprinting around, yeah, um, kind of third person uh, shooter with also a dash and stuff that has iframes and um, very similar. But yeah, it's just a phenomenal game. I think it's like the first. It's like between that and Demon Souls, I'm having a great time on PS5. Um, Fuck yeah! Shockingly, um, are you are you just doing multiple runs on Demon's? Because you would have had that for a while now, or is it? Oh yeah, so I got the platinum with Demon Souls uh, in the first like two weeks. Um, All right, so, so I what beat are you it like four times. Demon Souls, then since then, just trying different kind of like weird runs. Yeah, I haven't picked it up. I haven't picked it up actually since I got the platinum. A little since I got the platinum, just because um, I. I love Demon Souls. Demon Souls is like a nine out of ten game. It's like my four. It's like my least favorite Souls game. Um, I think it is da- one of the, yeah. It's like the first one. So I think Dark Souls the- one, Bloodborne, and three are all significantly superior games. Yeah. Um, but Demon Souls, for what it is, is like a which, which is a first at bat. Uh, it has a lot of unique ideas that the other rest of the games just never touch again. That makes it really interesting to go back to and and play. It's just, it's just, it's so fucking easy, dude. Demon's Souls is so fucking easy compared to the shit you're doing in Bloodborne and the shit you're doing in Dark Souls 3. It's so trite. It's so trite. Um, Like, the Penetrator is, like, the perfect example of, like, the Penetrator for people who have not played any Souls games and they play Demon's Souls fucks them up. They can't fucking deal with it. Where me, it's like, wow, this is the slowest attack wind-up ever. And he Very only talented. does two moves, and it's yes. like wow. So e- it's like so easy. Um, but yeah, I think Fair that enough. with everything, everything. I think that with every hard game, I played enough, uh, and I'm like, this is easy. And I thought I should, it was easy the whole time, and I was a clown. Beautiful. You're the you're the king of 
just indie and crazy titles. Have you been playing anything out there that, you know, the, the usual casual kind of gamer wouldn't have kind of heard or played at the moment or heard? Yes. Yes, yes actually, right. I have. Yes, <laughs> yes. tell me, tell me. Um, so uh, not, not something... I, this is something that definitely I'd say on on the what you would def, what you said the crazy and that not many current people are playing right now. <laughs> yep. Um, especially not many fucking twenty four year olds. Uh, and that is R four Ridge Racer Type Four on PlayStation One. Um, okay. How are you playing this on an actual PlayStation One? Oh God, no! I'm emulating it. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Because I I can't be bothered to I can't be bothered to go buy a copy of that game, and I, nor can I be bothered to set up my PS One. So um, why the PS1 version of Ridge Racer? Is because it just Ridge the Racer Type version? 4 is awesome. Yeah, okay. So it is just like the superior of all the Ridge Racers? I mean, there there, there, there are many of Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer, mm. it, I like Ridge Racer less for the actual driving mechanics and more for the, the aesthetic. Um, because we were talking about great soundtracks earlier with Jets of Radio Future. Ridge Racer Type 4 has similarly one of my like favorite gaming soundtracks just something i've been listening to non-stop on loop and it's just a very great like late 90s early 2000s techno japanese aesthetic and sound it's just super tight and jesus been... so just to support you as yes. well just as i put ridge racer into google it was literally the second autofill was type yes. four so but we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Ridge 22 races. Ridge Races with the last one coming out in 2016. There's a, um, yes, yes. Uh, the last one that came out in 2016, I think, was like a reboot. Yeah, Draw and Drift. Ridge Racer, Draw and Drift. I think that might be an arcade game, actually. Um, I can't I even click it. It hasn't even got a hyperlink on it. It's that. <laughs> it's sad. Yeah, no. I, Ridge Racer's legacy has been diminished to nothing but that fucking clip of Kasserai saying, Ridge Racer, you remember that one? Like, <laughs> which is a great iconic moment in gaming history, which I like adore. Yeah. Um, Especially because that was the uh, E3 that they announced the the PS3 for two hundred nine nine US dollars, and yeah. let me tell you, Kasurai was mu one smug motherfucker. Yeah, in that in that it, he he is so convinced that everything he's selling is the best shit ever. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's good pride. Sometimes it gets you through it, and sometimes you have the Xbox One release. So, oh, you where know. it's like a disaster. Yeah, it's it's, it's great. <laughs> Digital Foundry has some great. Um, commentaries over some of the more infamous e3s yeah. uh but from sony and microsoft incredible you should everyone should watch those they're incredible yeah. um but yeah ridge racer type 4 one thing i gotta say about the gameplay though as like an actual like racing game is it's it's probably the best racing video game on a d-pad um because oh, okay. the control yeah the level of control you have over the car um, is something, it's just a game that is extremely comfortable and really fun to play with a D-pad, where, like, mm -hmm. if you had me play Daytona USA, which I'm obsessed with, I, like, adore that game, it's become a, like, a top 15. Would you ever get the, the cabinet? fucking, like, ar arcade cabinet in your house, if um, possible? If, if possible, absolutely. If possible, God, absolutely. I'd love something like that, yeah. I'd like a Cruising USA. 
Oh my That's god. I, oh, cruising yeah. so good. Do people disrespect racing games so much? I'm so over it. I'm so yeah. over it. They're like I'm I've just I I've become so, nothing makes a zealot like a convert NATO. And I don't even I'm not even that big of a car fan. I don't even like cars no. that much. I'm no I'm no Robert Mecky. Uh no, but but like a good car game can change things cuz I hate cars too, but then like like not to tangent too much yet because i want a tangent with this thing but forza like playing the horizon games makes me care and 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 uh need for speed underground with the two kind of like series that like made me care about cars and now like if i see a car in the street like i know its logo because of those games yes like i remember when when in high like i think it was like early high school when people would like starting to form their groups and like I'm I know cars and I'm the sports ball people and all that like yeah you know the, those kind of guys they knew every logo yeah like this is the Honda Accord like I know this off by heart and I'd be like I don't even know what the Honda logo looks like even though that's the big H yes <laughs> but like those kind of car games like changed me so now I'm like yeah like I work in an industry now that's like a lot of car heads are at because we work with a lot of mechanics so. Like a lot of them are car people and they're having car conversations and I can still be in there and be like, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, this car, blah, blah, that car, because I've driven most of those cars in either Forza Horizon or Need for Speed Underground over the years. Yeah. And and also too, like the beauty of car games um, is for one literal beauty. I mean, I've been saying this forever that fighting games and racing games are really the only two genres that exist in, in so far in, in gaming where like graphical like power gra- like yeah. truly beautiful incredible graphics can be met with mechanically deep and intense yes. gameplay yes um because you look at like a lot of games where that have like really incredible graphics and it's all like red dead redemption 2 is a great example yeah. like that game is a technical fucking marvel a true piece a of art horizon next to it and you're like oh it doesn't look that good anymore <laughs> yeah but but no horizon looks great horizon it, looks awesome no but because, that's what i mean it makes red dead look not as good anymore because yeah. when you put a car game next to it, like especially even a car game because from two years ago. Yeah, and and especially when you add a, add in two that Red Dead shooting sucks. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like it's like wow, look at this amazing world, and it's really not that fun to play in. No. Um, like that's the sad Achilles heel of like Rockstar, and, and like to like some extent like Naughty Dog, how how much you vibe with the shooting of like Uncharted and Last of Us, and it's Ooh. yeah, yeah, it's just like. That sucks. We're like with racing yeah. games. It's like no, you have like Forza, which is like a mechanically really great. Everything game. works. The graphics look good and the cars feel good. Whether you want to feel arcade, that like that's where I was gonna lead to. Of like, I understand yeah. why the why the Ridge Racer series died off because Forza killed everything. Because like Ford Ford Motorsport came out and was like, all right, we're crushing all of the like Sims except for the deep, deep, deep Sims. Like, the ones where you literally have to build a rig to play with. Like, they're their own subgenre that nobody's ever going to come near. But, like, the racing sims, like, your Gran Turismo... That's why, like, Gran Turismo's tried to come back. But they can't, because, like, motorsports has just, like, put their fucking foot down in the middle of the road and it's like, I'm not moving. And then they're like, you know what? Let's let's hit the arcade side as well. The arcade races are 
there's another market we need to hit. So they're like, here's Forza Horizon now. Now we've hit both sides. If you want Sim, here's Sim. If you want arcade feel, here's Horizon. And nothing, nothing is surviving in the... They're like these huge, great ever trees that are sucking the juice out of the ground because, like, everything tries to come out unless it's an indie game. They usually just, like, as soon as a new Forza comes out. Yeah, I I mean, I will say this. Like, like F1, the F1 games have their audience, um, as well as, like, the Dirt, the Dirt Rally games have their audience. And those are different. That's One's open-wheel racing, one's, one's Rally racing. Um, and what's great is like, those games are good too. It's like, whatever racing experience you want to have, you're going to be able to find a game that perfectly encapsulates the exact kind of experience you want. Imagine like sports games try, but imagine if a sports game was as like technically perfect as the racing car games. Sports games are like, sports games are kind of the exact opposite where it's like, you, you want to play a football game? You have Madden. Fuck you. Like that's it. That's it. Yeah. You legally only have access to fucking Madden. <laughs> um, we're like, you even look back in the past, because I always stand that, like, some of the great, greatest video games of all time are just some, are sports games. And yeah. I don't like when people, I don't like when people just say they don't play genres because of whatever reason. I'm like, no, you should try to play everything. Yeah. Um, and, and, and have appreciation for, for, for as much as possible. I care about the medium, though, a lot. So that's why yeah. I go out of my way to do like, stuff. Uh, like, Playing like I don't like sports games in general because like I'm not a big sports guy, but man, do I love playing some FIFA with my brother because he is yeah. a big sports fan and like because it's fun to play when you need to play it. It like it's not like if I go play some other genres and I'm like, nope, I don't like yeah. this. E- even even though this is my mate's favorite game, I'm playing it and I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm glad you like it, but. And ain't for me, but sports games, it doesn't matter if you do or don't like sports, like, because it works, it works. Yeah, especially a lot of, like, especially a couple, like, older games, especially, like, 16-bit era sports games, like, fucking, I always shout out Ken Griffey Jr. Presents Major League Baseball, which I introduced Elmer to, um, just a, just a a phenomenal classic baseball game that games are fast, um, just has really snappy, fun gameplay, um nhl 94 on genesis is super fun um yeah like there's yeah there was some great like so for the non-american sports there was some Mm. great like fifa world cup on like sega or something like that the original master system was amazing there were a whole bunch of cricket games like shane warren cricket you would have no idea who that is but shane warren cricket on the sega master system holy shit that was some good cricket and i cricket to me is the most boring sport in the goddamn world but did i love playing some fucking shane warren cricket because even even like what i was kind of just about to jump on before even though they don't give you the same kind of realistic feel the motor sports games and the fighting games do they seem to be able to capture what it feels like to be those champions of those sports and give you that feel yeah, it's really about the uh, simulation. The F1 games are very similar, where, where the F1 games are kind of similar to the sports games, um, where it's it, it's a racing game, and it's and it's about, you know, mechanically open-wheeled racing, but it's also about being a driver in the culture of F1, yes. and they try to simulate that. And we see this a lot with the, with, with, uh, the M- NBA, like, 2K games with, like, the My Career, uh, yes. My Career Mode. 
It's where you start in high school and then you go off to college and then get drafted. Yeah, you and, get drafted and and you follow all that a story and they and they yeah. invite in uh, NBA players uh, who who can't read scripts um, to record lines <laughs> yes. and it's yeah. great. NATO, yes, I have some trivia for you. You want to play? Are you a game or prove it? Yes, I'm terrible at trivia, but let's go. To make it interesting, there's five yeah. questions I have listed. Do if we, you could... we want to leave uh, before I answer? We'll leave. We'll leave like a good three seconds. So, because we know, we know, we know definitely all, all of the Gone Gold team members will be listening to this. So they they can answer it. Their, their own question as well. They they can tally their own answers at home. Yeah, you we'll can, trust yeah, them. Ta- yeah, everybody can people. tally at home. <laughs> everybody can tally their own their own shit at home. I I got yeah. five I got five questions for you and to make it a little interesting. I have a I have a game in my in my Steam cart right now ready to gift to you if you get three of these questions <sighs> right of the five. I, I, like I did preface at the start terrible at trivia. Because... Yeah, terrible at trivia. Because my ADHD kicks in, and then I get a million answers in my brain all at one time. So let's let's do this. Yeah, this was uh, this was unused trivia. I it was I sent it to Elmer like a year ago, and it yeah. just never got used on the show. Yeah. Um. So, without further ado, here are the five questions. Question number one: yes. In the English dub of Sonic Adventure Two, oh, Sonic God. ends the game by saying sayonara shadow the hedgehog this is yeah. altered from the original japanese dub which is a adios shadow the hedgehog b arrivederci shadow the hedgehog c au revoir shadow the hedgehog or d farewell shadow the hedgehog what was the line that sonic can said I, can in i the put japanese an e dub? in and say believe it shadow the hedgehog <laughs> And he's wearing a Naruto headband. Yes. Uh, no, all right. Um, I'm going to say it was a boring one. And then they tried to make it exotic. So I'm going to say it's D, farewell. No. Damn. It would be A, adios, shout of the hedgehog. He said it Why did Spanish. they change it? Um, they probably changed it because because it was tri- in the original Japanese... In the original Japanese version, him yep. saying adios, saying goodbye in another language is there to be cool. So yeah. in the English version, yeah, why they didn't keep anime, it adios, like, I don't know. Yeah. But then they switched it to the Japanese for saying for farewell, which is sayonara. Um, <sighs> which has beca- gone on to become the iconic line yeah. uh, that everybody knows um, in sights. Because, yeah, they do that a lot in anime as well like i like bleach is like one of the things like when they went down and against all the hollows they all had like spanish names as their kind of like actual names or that uh, like but then again we, we we like naruto is a fish cake and stuff like that so like it's cool to us when we say naruto but like being japan and just being say fish cake i love that yeah that's kind of weird my, my you ever favorite think about anime how weird is that fish is? cake yeah or even just like the Dragon Ball series, like they're all f- like the like I think yeah, Trunks is all that. They're all like garments, and like Goku's is all fruits, and yeah, I don't. Know. I've become a big fan of the Yakuza series recently. Yeah, and and I just love the idea of going around telling people it's like yeah, dude, I love Yakuza, and I'm like <laughs> man. Gotta remember to change change what I say if I ever go to Japan. Talk about how much I love Yakuza so much. People are gonna start looking at me weird. 
great. They might invite you into a bar. You have a good night. They send yeah, you maybe, away maybe after that. Get involved yeah. in some criminal activity. You know me. God, like saying that, like one of my friends, when he, when he visited Mexico, he was telling me a story. Cause like, he is like a pure boy. So like, I know he wasn't just like making up a story to sound cool. Like he's one of those people that like, I know he was telling me another story. And he just like, he met this guy at like a hostel in like Mexico somewhere. Yeah. And then they, they became friends over like a day or so. And then the guy was like, Hey, I'm heading down like further South into Mexico. Do you want to come with me? And then, like, he proceeded to, like, follow this guy into this town and he, like, they walked into town and, like, people were coming out, like, like, little, sh like, this was, like, a, like, a, a town of, like, a hundred people and, like, people would come out and, like, offer this guy money and and then like they they got drunk at this house and then like everyone looked after them in the town and oh man and then like he asked the guy he was like oh like what's this about and he's like oh my my dad's a doctor like that he saved the town or something like that and there was and then i'm just like just the story progressed and i'm like Zach, that's a that's a cartel you, that's a member of the you, cartel you, you were, yeah you were you were hanging out with like like probably the son of a cartel boss and he was collecting like protection money through the town. He was like, nah, I, I thought that as well, but I, I don't think he is. And then he's like, I, I kept in contact with him over the years. And he, he was telling me like last time I contacted him, he was getting helicopter lessons and like learning how to fly a plane. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> And like, he was like, yeah, if you, if you need me to bring cocaine to Australia, I'll, I'll bring some cocaine over and stuff. like. I'm like, he was 100% a drug runner. Like, like 100%. Oh, man. Question <sighs> two, NATO. Question two, hit me with it. The online pass was a failed early 2010s experiment by AAA publishers to quell the purchase of used physical games. By requiring yes. used game owners to purchase a ten to twenty dollar pass to access yeah. online modes and content, how many EA games launched with an online pass? Oh. Do I get an ABC? Yes. Okay. Cool. Your answers are A six games, B ten games, C seventeen games, or D twenty two games. I'm gonna take B ten. The answer is D twenty two. Jesus, EA, God, you were fucking money gouges even the way back then. Um, I do not have the list. I have the list of every single game to do it. On it is the, is the, like, a, it's multiple FIFAs, multiple yep. um, Maddens had this. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, That's multiple NHL games. That's why there's so many. Yeah. Um, question three. E3 2012 sucked. Watch Dogs lied to us. Nintendo's one more thing was Nintendo Land fireworks. And Sony debuted the Wonder Book for blank minutes straight. <sighs> A, 11 minutes. B, 12 minutes. C, 13 minutes. D, 14 minutes. How many minutes did they talk about the Wonder Book? I think they talked about it for a while. So I, I was hoping you were going to say something like 30 minutes. Because that's how much it felt watching the Wonder Book. I pulled it so back up It wasn't up actually as question. long as my memory... And it's a long time. Okay, I'm gonna say thirteen. So close. I think that was C. So close. It's twelve. Oh god. Why? Because that was that a tie into Harry Potter? Um, 
Yes. Or was it just they did tie yes, into Harry was. Potter? I think yeah. e either either Harry Potter was coming to the service and or J.K. Rowling was also doing some original writing. Yeah. For, for it. Um, God. That worked out well. <laughs> that aged very that's, well. That studio is gone. I think. God. Yeah. Well, the they don't make Last of Us, so they're gone. <laughs> oops sony sony first party presents oops all last of us um. <laughs> last of us the wonder book you, you go through <laughs> you spread you spread fungus over the dude the i want to read populace. last of us on wonder book <laughs> sounds sick Question four, Nato. Hideo Kojima yeah. is one of the games industry's most famous and revered auteur game directors, most well-known for the Metal Gear Solid series. How many games has he directed outside of Metal Gear Solid? And I want to state specifically, directed. Yes. Because he's helped written a lot. He's written a lot, and he's produced yeah. a fuck ton. In fact, he's more honestly... I'd say prolific as a game producer than he is as a director. Yeah, but he um, which wants might to be a, a director. Take. Is 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 what the storyline of him is? Is the... yeah. So the okay, hit, so hit it's me, hit me hit me. The the answers are A two B three C six or D eight. Bonus points if you can name the games. The other games oh, he's directed. I have no idea what they are because they're all probably PlayStation games, really. And that is the big black spot in my gaming life. Um, I'm going to go C again. C hasn't let me down all today. Six. Yes. Um, you would be wrong. Half of that. Really? Only three? Yep. The only oh, games he's outside. directed. The right. only hit, hit me games. With, hit me with hit me what, what they are. He's credited as a director for are Police Knots, PT, okay. and Death Stranding. That's it. Snatcher, really? he just wrote. Yep. Zone of the Enders, I think he just produced. Boktai, okay. he just produced. Okay. Like I thought he directed a few of them. See, yeah, that's why. That's what a lot mm. of people uh, think. A lot of people think he he directed Snatcher, and a lot of people think forget about PT um, yeah. too. They remember PT, but they forget. It's like, oh yeah, that was a Kojima project, and uh, what and what do you think one of the about games the he directed? One of the few the he directed. Oh, what was that? What do you think about him, like, coming over... Like, if, if the rumors are true of, like, him coming over and doing a game for Xbox? That'd be a huge get for them. That'd be yeah, a huge they, get for them. You know they're going to give him, like... I know PlayStation gave him, a, a like, a blank check to help with um, Death Stranding. Because, like, it, was, it wasn't their game. But I know they kind of came in, I think, midway through that and kind of gave him a lot of money for it. So imagine the dollars that like an Xbox would throw at him to be like, yeah, make it for us. Yeah, and I, I think like that's honestly like that's really the big uh that's the big Achilles heel of, of Xbox I've always considered is their lack of um their Japanese lack of really titles. great Japanese developed titles. Um well, there wasn't. Especially we, like we had a great lot at the start of the Yeah, Xbox, original is... Xbox is awesome, dude. All the Sega shit from that yeah. era, Jets are Radio Future, Even, but also um, the, uh, the guy Dragoon. that did Final Fantasy. Um, what did he make? The fuck, I have it up here. Blue Dragon, Lost Odyssey, Lost Odyssey. Lost Odyssey, there it is. Yep, Lost Odyssey. Like, I, I, I will put my foot down and say the best Final Fantasy. Even though it's not a Final Fantasy, it is the best Final Fantasy. 
Yeah, and, Lost Odyssey. Yeah, I want them to re-release Lost Odyssey. I think that game would do really well. Like, it's uh, backwards with compatible. It. Yeah, I'm that's sure good. It's at on least. Game Pass. Yeah, it's also. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's 4K enhanced too. Yeah. Um, which is amazing. God, that's such a good game. Honestly, Ugh. real talk. I'm gonna pick. I'm eventually going to get a Series X just yeah. for like the back compat shit. Yeah. Because it's like, is dude, Blue I Dragon wait. and all that black, backwards compatible? I mean, I know it's backwards uh, Blood... compatible, but it isn't on like Game Pass and stuff. Uh, Blood Dragon, no Blue. Oh, oh, Blue Dragon. Ooh, I don't know if Blue Dragon is. Um, that I know might it not be, be backwards but you can buy compatible. Yeah. Um, now I just want to play Lost Odyssey. I can just see it up there, sitting next to Fable. Yeah, Ninja Gaiden. Oh, and Ninja Gaiden Black and Ninja Gaiden Oof. Vanilla, or Ninja Gaiden Oof. Two, Two Vanilla. <laughs> Um, yes. just are so high. And also, by the way, like, Ninja Gaiden 2 on Series X is better than the fucking remaster that's coming out. It's ridiculous. Yes. It's so ridiculous. It, there was even a Tenchu on the original Xbox, wasn't there? Yes, there was. I really yeah. want to play that. I really yeah. want to play that. I'm waiting. Uh, I, original Xbox emulation has kind of come a long way on PC, mm. uh, but we're so close for shit of, like, a Togi from... Uh, from like a togi and a togi 2 for being playable oh man i cannot wait because because um, like it wouldn't be too difficult to do it illegally to counter like reverse engineer like the emulator that's on the series x because the series x runs like a pc so I, I there must be some smart people out there that could reverse engineer how they're doing emulation on there. So 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 fun fact about this. So so the 360. So the Series X I'm pretty sure for 360 games. Um yeah. or no, I'm sorry. Let me back that up. So on the 360, 360's uh, the original Xbox emulator on the 360 was called the Fusion emulator, which yep. is still the best emulator for original Xbox games. Um, compatible with about 65 to 70% of the library with mm-hmm. um, a hacked console that whitelists yeah. every game. Um, because when the because with a base 360, um, half the games are not certified. But if you ran them on the emulator, they run with no issue. Um, yeah. And they work just fine. So... You can you can get like a JTAG uh, 360 and and do that. That's what I ended up doing because uh, I needed a way to play original Xbox games uh, in an easy way. Um, yeah, 360 kind of sucks. It's loud. It's so fucking loud. Um, hey, you'd want but... it to be loud rather than melting. So true, true, <laughs> very true. And then Adam, I got I got one more I got one more question for yep. you before hit we, me with it before we wrap this up. And it's a simple one. What game isn't banned in your country? Hotline Miami 2 Wrong Number, The Witcher 2, Assassin of Kings, Leisure Suit Larry, Wet Dreams Die Twice, or Silent Hill Homecoming? I own Witcher, but did it get banned later? Because there was a few games that came out and then got banned later. Ooh, because I know I I know Hotline Man. Oh, but then again, did Hotline get re-certified and then get through? The collection did come out on Switch not too long ago, so that could have happened. Because I know that was a big thing of like when it first came out. Because I was excited because Hotline Miami was another thing on my Vita that I yeah, played. Yeah, game a kicks lot ass. Yeah. So I was quite disappointed when I couldn't get the second one. And did I did you pirate did... it like they told you to? Like Danaton told you you could? No, I, did, I just never got around to it in the end. 
I think I think by the time that was kind of coming out as well, like the Vita was dying in my hands because I was back onto the uh, uh, 3DS, so I didn't yeah. need the Vita anymore. Um, see, Assassins of Kings could have been R-rated before we got the R rating here in in Australia, and see the law behind that is like once a game got banned. Even once the R rating came back through, games weren't allowed to be recertified. I think a whole bunch of them just had to stay banned. Gotcha. Okay. I think. I think that that's. I'm. That's not a hundred percent news. So that might have been something I heard and been wrong. But I'm pretty sure that's what. Uh, I. I. It must be true because I. I heard a lot like a lot of companies that were scared to get certified because like they didn't want to get the ban because then they couldn't get recertified unless they changed the game significantly that they could get it through no see i bought it on the xbox i'm gonna say witcher because i owned that game but then again i'm more no no wait 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 all right yep we're locking in witcher because i that's the one i do own and I didn't get it illegally. The answer is Leisure Suit Larry Wet Dreams Died Twice. What? Uh, that's not banned in your country. Uh, Did it get banned later, Witcher? Uh, I, guess, I guess so. Um, when I pulled, I just pulled up the list on Wikipedia of games banned in Australia um, oh. yesterday. I had a, I had a question that was... Uh, that for the original run was like too dated. It was a Monster Hunter question. I was like, this is, this is uh, too old. Or the the question is outdated now, so I had to come up with a new one. I'm like, oh yeah, let's do banned uh, banned video games. Um, and yeah, okay. no, Witcher two got Assassin of the Kings got uh got banned. Although maybe you might have been able to get it. Um... No, it got it got reclassified later on. But, oh, uh, so he, here's the article. Uh, Namco Bandai has confirmed for to Kotaku that Witcher two has been modified for Australian release under an MA fifteen rating. So yes, it was before. We got the R18 rating here in Australia. The Australian Classification Board originally refused classification as it deemed the inclusion of sex as a reward as a suitable, not suitable for an MA15 classification. Because, yeah, now if you buy buy Witcher, it has the R18 on it now. Because, yeah, back back when that first came into thing, MA15 was our highest rating. So, like, if anything classified higher than that, it was banned. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's so, uh, that makes so sense. now we have an R eighteen where like we have an R eighteen, so you have to be eighteen years old to buy. So it should just not get banned anymore because you guys have the R eighteen rating? No, there's still um drugs for benefits usually gets a uh, uh game banned here in Australia. No so, like, Far Cry three. Yeah. Um no, the way they usually get around that, they like change the name of like drugs in video games to something like potion random yeah yeah like they do they name it like weird stuff like that so it doesn't seem like you are taking drugs for benefits that's like, funny. That, that was the that's big really thing funny with, i like that with fallout fallout had to change all of their names of all their like products that you would take in the game <laughs> yeah i love that that's so here. weird yeah, I think I think it was either New Vegas or Fallout Four. I can't remember how. No, it must have been New Vegas because it was a long time ago. I don't think by four. I'm pretty sure we had the R18 rating, but yeah, they had to change it to like Jet and all those other things. So like, it wasn't just normal drugs names that you uh, yeah. were taking. 
a quick question. You're, you're, you guys got Probotector? Probotector? Or do you guys have Contra? Contra. Okay. Because Europe has Probotector. Are you, are you familiar with this at all? No, 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 no. So, no. so, so okay, so Contra comes out by Konami in yep. arcades and then gets the inf- the famous uh, port to NES, which is, like, the, the better game, honestly. Yes. Um, and I adore Contra. I, like, love the Contra series. Mm-hmm. But in Europe... Because uh, those bitches in Germany and France couldn't fucking deal with Vietnam soldiers. They're like, fuck it. Make the main characters robots. Hell so yeah. The, the gameplay is exactly the same. But all the enemies and the main characters are fucking robots. And the game's called Probotector. So all the Contra games are just reskinned with robots called Probotector. It, for... Like, um, Contra I know, 1, I know that's Super happened C. here a few things with a few games. I know, as I was telling you before about the, like, the drug thing, they've changed stuff, but I'm pretty sure there's other games they've done here to try and, like, loophole their way around classification. Because there's, like, even though we have the R18 classification, yeah, as I said, there's still games that hit that ban. And then back in the... Oh, what was it? Oh, the... Left 4 Dead 2. Like, I had to buy it in New Zealand and get it shipped here to play it because it was banned here in Australia. Damn. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Like, that's such a classic game. I know. Um, Yeah. I think even my brothers, like, I think I originally actually got it from my brothers. They bought it for my birthday. But, yeah, they, they, because, like, I, I, yeah, New Zealand was, like, running a ring. Like, they knew what was going on. So, like, they... So, like, it was simple and easy to buy The New Zealand illegal games racket. Incredible. Yeah, but, like, it it wasn't illegal to own the game. It was just illegal to buy the game. Buy it. Yeah. So, like, if you bought it elsewhere and imported it, it, it got around the loophole. But because of, like, back in the day of, like... What region locking? I couldn't buy it from America, so the only place you could buy it from was New Zealand because they were technically the same region as us. But now, like most games, aren't region locked at all. Before, is there uh, any games that are still region locked? That's a great question. You know what? I don't think so because I know for a fact the Switch is not region locked. Mm. Um, because or you know the Switch might be region locked but you can just make a free account yes in any region you want yes and it's fine yeah so, i know i know like friends that work in the gaming industry have like an american account on like their xbox playstation and, and i had a japanese account so i could buy yeah. a monster Hunter double cross when that came yes. out yeah um played 70 hours of that game and Japanese and I remember once I was about 55 60 hours into my monster playthrough and you know me I adore monster hunter and um I haven't played rise yet waiting for the PC port um really you didn't wait that long I waited nine months for world I'll do it again uh did have they announced it uh yes they said about a week before the game was coming out that it was also going to be coming to a PC in 2022 uh, and I'm just Jesus. not in the mood for for Monster Hunter right now. And to be honest, if I want to go back to play Mo- to play Monster Hunter, I you have so much Wills. shit I need to finish in World. Yeah, um, I gotta beat um, uh, uh, the final the final boss Fatalis and shit still. So um, I have I got my work cut out for me. But yeah, this was a fun this was a fun episode, Nato. Yeah. 
Do I, do, uh, I was going to go through esports, but we haven't got time. But I'll, I'll go through the quick list of things. Please. I'm, I'm oh, please. Um, I, I'm at the start. Uh, no, no. I'm going to say December or November last year. I, I, I have forced my missus to put my girlfriend for the American audience if they haven't listened and learned what missus is. Um, I forced her to play a lot of my favorite games over the years. So she was finally what have, like... Wait, so what have you played? What have you guys knocked out? Oh, like Halos and Destinies and GTAs and like Fables and... Oh, okay. Like, okay. All, all, and like next week, well, I think it's this week actually, when Mass Effect came out, I'm like, Mass Effect is the game you have to play, honey. If Honey, if it's time. I, it's here. I'm, well, like I was going to get it to play it a long time ago, but it just never got around to it. And then when they announced the port, I was like, all right, you're off the hook until the, the collection comes out. But so she finally was like, look, we're playing some of my fucking favorite games of all time. And she used to be a big League of Legends head. So I, I used to play Dota a little bit back in the day. I think I played it for a good six months straight when okay. I once watched a tournament. And I was like, you know what? I want to play the game so I understand what the hell was going on in the tournament. So I was like, yeah, some of my skills will transfer over. It is now like, what, five months down the track and I am fucking balls deep in that game like i play it like every day now like i work 12 hour days and still come home and find you know three or four matches with her and it's like this terrible loop of like i get hyper focused on it play it for a while and then when i start to kind of lean off it and i'm like yeah i might go play another game she'll be like hey do you want to do some laning and i'm like yeah all right let's play some games so uh, like she, draw she draws me back into that game to chat about to chat about le league and esports for a yeah. minute MOBAs are the one genre where I'm like, I actually cannot fucking believe how popular this is. I can't it's because it's it. because it's because they like especially like League of Legends and Dota, they're fantasy games. I mean, they're yeah, they're fantasy they're they're sports sorry, they're sports games pretending to be fantasy games, if that makes sense. It's um, I, I, I say this and I and let me be clear here. Yeah. I'm coming from a perspective when I say that I do not understand its popularity as an esport. I'm saying specifically that I do not understand its popularity as an esport specifically because to me, the spectator's perspective is really important. Yeah. And League of Legends is incomprehensible. If you've never played that game before, it is incomprehensible. It's, it's, it's the same thing about watching a sport. Like if you've never played a sport, you, like watching, so, like if you've never played soccer in your life, watching a soccer match is just like, I don't understand what's going on. And it's the same with League of Legends. All you, all you but, need to know is the team. One team has to get to the other side of the map and destroy the base. That's all that you need to know. And, and then in then, as gamers, we know how a fantasy RPG character works. And that's yes. all they are. They're five fantasy characters going at each other. And stopping yeah, the other team from getting you, to the other side. Yeah, like, there's shit with, like, like like jungling where you just fight random fucking mob enemies and yeah. grind levels yeah. in the middle of the fucking match. That's what oh. I mean. That, that's what drawed me in back in the day when I watched the Dota, uh, like, international. I was like... I don't understand what they're saying. So I'm going to go play some games. So I know if I want to watch it. Like I had a fun time, you know, like when you go to, have you been to a ball game or anything like yeah. with friends at like a stadium? 
Yeah. Like you can not know that sport or you can not oh, very like true. that sport. And then very you true. go to one of those and you're like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. Like I want to be involved with this culture. And like, that's how le- like esports gets you of like, it's just on top of that. Like, like FIFA can't like sports games can't charge you for getting a soccer ball and going to the like local oval and kicking it with your friends yeah esports can charge you for the game and the skins and so them build like it's a better it's a better business model nearly than real sports because they they have the direct cash because you have the potential to become a player like you have a potential to you have a potential to be a consumer for them and give them money yeah yeah and like and, and yeah, be a more active participant. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I just think yeah. about like I, I'm a big fan of the FGC. Uh, I like my fighting games, also known as the poverty yeah. esport, because uh, yeah. that's what fighting games are. They're the fucking poverty esport, yeah, which is um, unreal because like they're the oldest. <laughs> like you, you go sh- read, like, you-, you go read that like the uh, that f- remember that Fortnite tournament from like two or three years ago that was like yeah. two million dollars prize yeah. money was like worth more than every single fighting game event in the history of existence up to that point like that's like, league and dota every year now that was one tournament yeah one yeah. tournament a complete like rewards completely eclipsed every single pot yeah from um every single fighting game tournament ridiculous um it's so, but like what I like about fighting games and what I find so great about them from a, from like a um, spectator's perspective is fighting games are extremely like easy to follow. If someone's never played the game before, you could sit my, I could sit my mom down in front of the TV yes. to watch Guilty Gear and say two characters fight. Whoever's bar drops loses. Like, but, let me throw this in. If, yeah. if somebody that's never played a fighting game watches a fighting tournament, they still don't understand the fine details and the frames uh, and the auto cancelings and all those kind of things that like you as a fighting fan understand. And that's, and that's where like, that's where that, that jump happens of like, yeah. they want to understand. And the same in with like League of Legends. Oh, of, I'm like, sure. Yeah. They understand that people fight each other and somebody wins, but that's how they get you with those esports tournaments of like i want to understand when goku does the frame lock or he is two pixels away why his hitbox is able to lock into this kind of language and all the minor things that everybody in like is like oh my or even just like you know the 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 poster clip of esports is like the i don't know which um, oh god, Street Fighter tournament it is, but the you know the one where the counter block, counter block, counter block, counter block. Oh oh oh, uh, moment yeah. thirty seven for me. Yeah yeah, like that's the like your poster child for that. But like somebody watching that doesn't understand of like how insane that Say, is, how to hard do, that really was to do to do, especially on a tour. Like like I I can't remember where I watched it, but it's he would like have somebody lost was the like, tournament. Yeah, Daigo would have yeah. lost the tournament if he fucking missed a single yeah, one of those. Yeah, but like inputs. the way that like somebody, uh, it was like a recap of greatest moments in esports. But like somebody was like, yeah, millions of people have done that in like you know your training and or at home with friends, but nobody had done that on a stage under that much pressure at that moment of time to save the whole game. And you just oh yes, a, feed a that into moment. me. A, a, a just a great moment in yes. in. 
in esports history. No, I no, I I I have a respect for esports. I don't really yeah. watch a lot of them simply because a lot of the games that are very esports centric, I just don't really play. Yeah, um, what well, th- that's what I mean. This year was the big year where I'm like, all right, I'm gonna pick a team in LCS, which is the American League, which is like because last year uh, Riot shut down the Australian League, like absolved it mm-hmm, and yeah. took all the best players and because they made Australia part of their league because like there's rules in uh um League of Legends esports teams where you're only allowed to have one import on your team so oh, like okay. one from like you know a Korean player or a European player or an Australian player but yeah, with sense. this with this new rule where they absorbed Australia like they could take all the good Australian players and just put them on their teams so gotcha. Th- so, this so, year, so it's still so is the still so is like the one foreigner thing still in place with the except with like ex- Australia exempt. Yeah, from, Australia from is the now one exempt. Forum. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Okay, so it's just considered they're just considered like domestic teammates. Okay. Yeah, they're, yeah, um, they're domestic teammates. Except for they they are like they move like if you were good enough last year and they took you from the team like they moved you to they America. Moved you to so the now States, you, yeah, yeah you sense. live there now. So this year, um, another like local supported kind of t- like all the leftovers that didn't get imported and then just a whole bunch of new rookies have come up and like we've yeah. formed our own new league down here that's not sponsored at all so like all these guys are not getting paid like they're like college footballers in america at the moment except mm. for there's no college supporting them or making there's no college and they're not getting free school <laughs> no yeah and they're not getting well they're not also getting exploited for billions and billions of dollars and get never seeing a cent like there's nothing here like it's just a whole bunch of team members that have like come together just for the fun of it and the, so uh, so we still had our own league and like just at the moment is called MSI, which is the mid-season invitational where the top team of every region goes to one tournament and we all fight to each other. So there's major regions, which are your America, your Europe, your Korea and China. Like they're, A, they're major regions because of how the caliber of their teams and their leagues of just the how four, good the they four, are. Uh, the, four, the, four, the four nations. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the four nations are tagged. Um, and, but then all the minor regions get their top team to get to go as well. So it's a good chance for a minor regions to verse teams of higher calibers and stuff like that. So this year they still let the Australian winners come through, which is like Pentanet, which is actually a Perth base team which is my city and stuff like that so it was really cool and we're all like yeah yeah cool we just we get to compete that the guys that went are all these like super memeing positive dudes that are like like every team got to pick one song to put on the like msi spotify list and they put like like a kanye song that says yeah we're going home because they knew they were they were probably going to lose every single match there because like they're literally a bunch of not even rookies. They're just people that like esports and wanted to play. It's people like, like the that. game. Yeah, like it, so. Imagine the Mighty Ducks. Like that's this team. And why I use that as a reference is because they win. They won. Like they won. Their, they they came second in their group. They beat the Russian team, which is like the top of the oh, minor fuck regions. Yeah. Fuck like yeah. they have. They have a huge history in esports, like the Russian team, Unicorns of Love, they're called. And like, yeah, this memeing team, because like, the, like in their group, I don't know, have you watched soccer much? I don't know if it's like other sports where like 
they get put into groups. Like four teams get put into group A, another four teams are in group B, and they all play. Oh each yes, other in... I, I'm familiar with the. Uh, I've watched yeah. enough uh, high Q and fucking Kirk on Obasco, Yes, so I know. So, the, so I know like the, the, the so our group only there. had three people because Vietnam couldn't get all their players across, so they had to cancel. So our group had three. So you only had to be either first or second place. So, so it was really a match to get for second because the other person in our group was China, which is the second seed in the world at the moment. Like Korea and China are unbeatable. Like you're, you're not going to beat them. And, and yes, they finished the group set with uh, six wins and zero losses. So like it, it was a fight for second place. And it was just this like, bro- like, it, I just, I, I, I just wanted them to ha- like have the experience of going and like getting to play, but they, they won. And it was just like, when I woke up in the morning, cause they played at like 4am and I started work at five. So there was yeah. no way I was watching it. Like I would have loved to see them win and stuff like that. But I also have a job that I need to keep to pay this house that I live yes. in. So, um, but yeah, I woke up and they'd won and I watched the replays and like, it was some fucking champions, D, de- de- like fucking mighty ducks of just like this team that like, cause the first time they played Russia, they got fucking stomped, like yes. absolutely mud hole stomped. And then they got better with each time they versed in the group, the Russians and even the Chinese team, like they were getting, they were not beating them ever. Like that was, that's like the mighty ducks beating the actual American Olympic team. Like, it's just never going to fucking happen. No matter how much fucking movie magic gets sprinkled over them, they never. it's never going to happen. But they beat the Russian team and got through to groups, and now, like, they've just... Like, the memes have just blown up on Twitter, and, like, all the casters that, like, from every region, that's their favourite team now, because, like... I know, it's just been beautiful because awesome. the American team is doing bad and they've got two Australians on their team and the two Australians have been playing well. And the one American they have on their team is like dumpstering at the moment, which is, which has been their best player all season in their league. And it's just like, the the big meme is like, America shut down their whole league, took their best players, and now still can't get through groups. And yet the 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 leftover dregs with no money, they couldn't even fly their coach over. Their coach had to stay here and he's been like messaging them over Discord for Jesus. like... Yeah, so like that, that level of like poverty of just like... Like the Americans flew over in their own private jet. They have like four coaches and... They're, they're getting their ass handed to them by like minor leagues at the moment. And it's yeah. just like, oh my God. Just- sounds like a, uh, sounds like a fun, but tumultuous time in, in the world of league of legends, uh, yeah. competitive. Sounds yeah. great. Yeah. So that's, that's my life at the moment. Like right now, like the American team just beat the best team in the world. So it looks like they picked up their act at the yeah. moment so that's and good. is that all uh and, and, and is that all you've been been playing i know you said you've been working on like 12 hour uh, days uh, pokemon so snap. Legal, I've... oh i want to i want to talk about pokemon snap yes it isn't worth the 60 dollars if you have no nostalgia for pokemon but if you do, do. <laughs> holy fuck i'm like tearing up sometimes that i'm like we are getting that close to being like with pokemon 
Like, I'm never going to have them in my real life. But watching the Detective Pikachu movie and, like, the first scene where, like, the fucking Pidgeys flew across and the Boofalants were, like, walking in the fields. As a person that's been playing Pokemon since I was, like, eight years old, I think it was, when, You've been playing since day zero, Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, day zero. Yeah, like, when, when, when Gen 1 didn't look good. And people that said the Gen 1 designs are, like, the best designs are fucking on drugs. Because Charmeleon looked like he was drawn by a crack addict. Like, really. So, but now I'm I'm watching, like, Pikachu hang out with this other Pokemon. And, like, the, just the, the, like the way they've been able to, like, like environmental storytelling while you're taking... Like, I, I didn't like the original Pokemon Snap really that much. Like, it didn't capture me. And that, as a Pokemon fan, is, like, intense. But this one... Oh, boy. It's beautiful, Kingma. If you've got the dollars and you've got the nostalgia... It's yeah, beautiful. it's 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 a game I, uh, I I I don't have particular interest in. However, my uh, my my cohort on my YouTube channel Turnstile, yeah. uh, he played uh, Tom. He he played and he loves New Pokemon yeah. Snap, which yeah. blows my mind. He's like, dude, I can't believe they did it. I can't believe it doesn't yeah. suck. Like I bought it cons- thinking that I'm like I'll play it for a few days and probably like the 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 place that you can buy video games if you if you return it within seven days you get a full refund. So oh, like, wow. I was like oh shit seriously. So I was I was gonna do the dirty of like play finish a game and return it. But like fuck that's like a real strat though with like yeah, seven yeah. days you can finish a lot of games in seven days. Yeah, but like I I don't like to do the disrespectful unless it's a bad game. I'll mm. like finish it take it back but like if it's a game i really like i've returned like four or five games in my uh, and traded in games in my life my whole cupboards are all filled of from my sega all the way up to now my sega uh series x of all uh, i'm in the uh i'm in this i'm in the same boat as you i I can count on maybe two hands the amount of games i've ever traded in or, or, mm-hmm. or sold i don't like to get rid of the them. only time i've traded in is when i was just like between jobs and I had no money and I I needed to play a game that was coming yeah. out. That's the only time I've ever traded in. Yeah, I I, I sold some of my uh, some of my cheap uh, 360 plus like Wii games that were just taking up too much space. That I'm like I don't want this anymore. I just yeah. do not want this here. Um, but if it, if there was even the slightest hint that I'm like yeah I might go back to that. I'm like I'm not selling this. I think some Sing um, Stars I might have traded in, but that's about it. Oh okay, yeah fuck fuck that. Yeah. All right, I think I think we've gone long. League of Legends is about what I'm playing. Oh, and there's they've got a card game, so I play that as well. And their mobile game that came out, Wild Rift, is like one of the best mobile ports for an, like a proper game. Like the yeah. only thing they change is how it controls, and that's it. Are you uh, are you looking forward to Riot's uh, Project L, uh, the oh, fighting game? Yes, yes, uh, or even their Netflix series uh, Arcane as well. Oh yes, that's true. That's yes. true. But Project L is supposed to be really good. Like if they if they put the technical prowess as they have from League into the fighting game, it's going to be a very good fighting game, and it's going to have like the League of Legends like fan base pushing it forward, which is like even even if you're not into League or any of those kind of or Riot, and you're a fighting fan. The amount of money they're going to pour into the fighting scene, if they come into it, might yes. help them not be the poor esports anymore. 
Yeah, and like, I'm pretty might, sure too. They might be the the water that raises all of the fighting boats up to like a higher level. See, that's that's the thing, and like that's that's why a lot of people are so excited for this game because even if it's the, even if it's not like the best, the best sort of mechanical game or even the best fighting game in general, Riot knows what the fuck they're doing when it comes With to e producing yeah. an esport, yep. and this could be like the first true, like the first real ass true fighting game esport that yeah and also too like there's good talent behind that like i'm pretty i'm like almost positive self seth killian is the the creative uh director on the game um who also worked on rising thunder which is what this game is clearly inspired by and rising thunder yeah. was a really interesting um take on a fighting game much simpler I, wa I watched a little mini document about their card game that they produce uh yeah. legends of Ruteria. Where they, what they, they were about to come out. The their card game was about to come out the same time as Hearthstone originally. Okay. Like they were about to release around the same time, but they were like a two months behind, and I, I think they were two months off uh, releasing the game, and then they went to like a, you know, like an E three or something like that, where where Hearthstone was presented, and they played Hearthstone, and they were like, our game's not good. Like compared to this, like our game will be like a flash in the pan, as in like people will love it but not the length of how long they wanted people to keep playing it. So yeah, like it only came out last year and think how long Hearthstone has been out of like, yeah, that, that's how much, like that's how much care and detail they put into their products of like, they canceled the whole product because they wanted something good to come out and like be as good as Hearthstone. So they yeah, were in, and, and also too, because it's one of those, it's one of those things where it's, where, where not only they want to make it the best they can be because they're artists and they give a shit, but also they're not going to make any fucking money if it comes out and it sucks. Yeah. So they were, like, yeah, the, 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 the capitalist side and the artistic side come together at Riot. Well, especially with, especially with, with that card, especially when you're doing a collectible e-card game mm. if nobody plays and nobody buys the cards and you're in the game no longer makes any money and the game is over yeah yeah well, that, the that's game what is they said good they, it was it was very similar to hearthstone so they didn't want it to just be like you know a copy people they would wanted, come up they people would say it looks different. like a ripoff yeah although so granted although granted that's what fortnite did and uh look where that ended up yeah well that that's what i mean like, they're not all so... just about the money so i i i know they are as well but also, yeah. like, it seems like if they're going to come out with a fighting game, they're not going to half-ass this fighting game. Yeah, so it's and gonna I think be... it's going to be its own, like, it's going to be a bit of its own beast, I think, too. Yeah. I I'm just curious to really see what what it ends up panning out. Like, that in the first-person shooter, Project F. Um, yeah. I also want to see how that ends up uh, Well, no, that was out. Valorant. Oh, oh, was that shit, Valorant? Yeah. Yeah, oh, like right, like Valorant's riots game. Oh, that's, that's what cringe. I mean. Like, oh, like I fucked up. That's so bad. I can't believe I fucked that up. Like I Valorant's come out and now has like taken over nearly CS:GO, of like just like the pinnacle of shooters. Oh like, God, you know, you know what, NATO? I yeah. got Valorant confused with Hyperscape. I'm like, bro, that. Oh. I'm like, wait a minute, what? What what am I thinking of? I'm like oh, I'm, I'm like wait I thought Valorant was Ubisoft. I'm like no, no Ubisoft Valorant's is come out and like put its foot down and just like we have the core mechanics of nearly CS:GO, which no one else has tried to like. Well, people have tried, but they've come and gone because Failed. they're not CS:GO. Yeah. And now like this is standing toe to toe with CS:GO, which is like always been around. Like nothing's yeah. come toe to toe with 
CSGO, which is just like, that's some, that's some oomph if you come up and like, like the pinnacle of shooting like precision like no it's not the pinnacle of shooting because like as much as people want to hate on it call of duty is the pinnacle because it makes the dollars yeah. like it's it's the maccas unfortunately like the pinnacle doesn't have to be the best it like in that sense it the pinnacle would be the most selling but this one has come out and been like i'm the most gore i'm competing against the most gourmet burger ever and our gourmet burger stands toe to toe with this other pinnacle of gourmet burgers yeah it's just it's so yeah call of duty is in a in a like a really strange spot right now because i know that there there are people in the community who are kind of frustrated with the current state of multiplayer because and also it makes so much money for them yeah, and also with yeah. Warzone in the mix, it's it's uh it's just become pretty pretty complicated. Honestly, the only really co- like competitive esports game I've had any interest in kind of getting into or like downloading and like trying to play more of is is Apex Legends. Just because I'm a big I'm a big Titanfall fan. I finally fan. played that the other week. Like my like podcast group that I kind of hang out with, Eight uh, Bit. Oh yeah, you know fucking yeah, you did stuff for us. Jesus, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So Brendan like. Uh, I same kind of scenario always make Brendan play my like tried games out with me and he was like I'm not trying out anymore until you come play Apex Legends with me so I was like fine and I had a good time like it's it's a battle royale I used to like 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 that that's where same. like same <laughs> like that's what, what me and the orc pause boys used to play all the time when we used to play um God, PUBG. what's it called? PUBG. Jeez, like we streamed. God, that we shit. forgot the fucking name. Yeah, <laughs> started the whole genre and we've forgotten it. Completely forgotten it. Well, DayZ kind of started the whole thing. Yeah, really. t- uh, technically, yeah. Yeah, but the DayZ designer made PUBG, so it might as well be the same game. Who cares? It's fine. It's fine. But do you know that's still like third on Steam? Of like most concurrent players, it's wild because it feels like it feels like PUBG's like clout has been evaporated to the point where I never hear anyone talk about it. I never see clips from it. Yeah. It's a it's become a completely irrelevant game. And so to be fair, played. yeah, it's I guess that goes to show. I mean, my thing is this is like another great example. I, I'd also say this is probably like Among Us is like Among Us like videos and shit still get millions upon billions of views and it's like, like yeah, there's people are YouTube still playing creators it, but... like disguised toast which is like one of the biggest among us creators he's he's like retired from among us content and well, he made then, enough like, money for the rest of his fucking life in the yeah, six yeah. months he's he did face, uh... facebook's deals and his youtube channel has just made him enough money yeah but like that's the thing like even with him retiring that's like not putting a dent in it whatsoever because like you'll still talk to school kids the same as Fortnite. Like in my mind, Fortnite's time is over, but like I was chatting with my mates at work and like there I'm now an age where like their kids are in their teens and, and they're all still playing Fortnite. Like that's all they care about. Still, My uh, brother honestly is, is uh, my brother who's a couple years younger than me. He's 21. Him and his friends have been playing it since he was like, like, They've been playing it since launch. Yeah. Like, very religiously to the point where it's basically the only game they really fucking play. Yeah. Um, which it's a wild world we live in. Like, the gaming has... Like, gaming media still tries to think it has 
the fingers on the pulse, but like gaming has left us so they don't. far behind. Yeah, they don't, and it's like, and, and this is, and this is something that like, and also let me ask you this, this uh, a bit of a different, different, different topic, but uh, in this, in the kind of the ballpark of just like game, the 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 games industry evolving, like. I said it was a question, but I'm just going to more make a statement than I want yeah. you to react to it. We need to re completely rethink and reconfigure how we review games. Yeah. Because it's not it's not the way we've been doing it doesn't work anymore. Because, no, because I'm sorry. Like, it, it, the gaming industry has evolved beyond us. It's a new monster that we don't understand anymore because like because gaming became mainstream like it's not a niche thing that we can cover anymore like it's not it's not an it's not a niche thing yeah. it's there are so many different factors and facets and aspects of the industry that it's impossible for one person to do to say to do and say everything on it's, it so like the easy equivalent like using gaming is like is sports people thinking they can cover sports now like complete sports because now esports are a thing so you you could have had millions of years of sports coverage but you can't cover esports i'm sorry like you can't anymore so now like you have to leave it to somebody else now to so like your ign has to just cover maybe the big games and like yeah and and and, and just say to them and like and put that as their thing of like we cover the triple a titles now and that's and, and but but they but they don't even do that the best. No, like that's the no. problem is with with yeah. a lot of these with a lot of like these outlets. And I feel bad. Um, yeah. I do, but like these outlets don't have a place anymore because they cannot compete with with YouTube, YouTube. channels who yeah, are it, covering specific shit. It's literally something we've seen in our life. It's it's the paper media trying to hold on to being paper media when digital media, media a is thing. so is so wild and varied and, and, yeah. and in a lot of ways more accessible and better. Yeah. Um, because like a lot of those gaming media were paper media. Like they did the, the the jump to digital, but now like there's just so many YouTube creators that it's like anyone can get like a $50 camera and sit it in their room and properly because of their knowledge of like just playing MOBAs their whole life, they can sit they can there, just sit and, there talk. and talk Yeah, and make videos. Like, us. like yeah, what honestly. experience do we have? Oh, you've got a little bit of journalism experience. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I went to school for, 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 I mean, I went to, went to journalism school for two years, yeah. got a, walked out with a digital storytelling degree in, in four yeah. and uh, d did video for 10 years. So like, that's my skill set, but I'm no more qualified to talk no. about games than anyone else. No. I just no, exactly. chose to have a podcast. That's what yeah. makes me special. Yeah. I just decided I wanted one. Yeah. Um I think I think that's a good place to leave it off. That did fuck digital media, they're now the past now. <laughs> fuck fuck, <laughs> fuck uh fuck websites. Now it's all about VR media. That's how that's our next media. Oh man. Just be just beam it straight to my head. Just get into some uh, no, not a, uh, not Log Horizon. What's the other one? Sword Art Online kind of bullshit now. <laughs> so like you, you read you, you read the media or you die now. <laughs> die well, if King you die Mon in the game. You it, die in real life. Yeah, it has been good. This this has, was beautiful. This was fun. I, like like I have to close it now because I I can see us still being able to talk for another four more hours, and we Absolutely. need this to be in a podcast format that somebody will actually listen to. And I say this at the the one hour forty two minute mark. So Jesus Christ! I, I'm, 
all but all episodes of Atsune Miku's Crack House run ninety minutes, so I'm used okay, to it. Okay, that's good. That's um, good. That's good. But yeah, the, uh, this this has been uh, this has been go- uh, gone gold. The the B team, the sub team, yes. the the bench the warmers, expendables. the expendables, the bench warmers, <laughs> the expendables. Yeah, <laughs> I've been I've been your host, and Sam's also been your host because you've took you took over a bit of it as well. Oh, hello, puppy. You've come yeah, in a, for it was the a, it was a team effort. Yeah, see, even my dog's coming in for the outro. I have been Nato. You can catch me everywhere. I know Nato. I don't really do much content these days. Like, are you I help retired? With... Are you officially a retired content creator? Uh, yes and no. I I'm at, I'm at a period in my life where I'm trying to work on my own mental health and get myself in a very good place again. That's there smart. were there were there were a few years, a couple of years back, that uh, ended with me leaving for Yanks one Aussie in a bad way because I didn't look after myself in a very mental health way. Yeah. So there were, they, look, I, I, so my last couple of years have been about me trying to get in a good place back in my life, which is getting to a good point. And my last step I'm getting back on is trying to get back onto my ADHD medication, which is that's, oh, okay. That's great. such a fucking way harder thing than it should in a country that we apparently have free healthcare. Yeah. It's yeah, it, like we we meme on you guys for having a bad healthcare system, but like our, ours is like a is is like a shady man with an open coat that's like, yeah, you get free healthcare for these yeah. certain things. If I get cancer, I'm fucking fine. I don't have to worry about my bills. But if I want to fix my mental health or get back on my ADHD medication, even though I've been diagnosed in my life, it's still going to be probably a thousand to four thousand yeah. dollars to try and get back on it. That's so. yeah. That's 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 pretty fucked up. Although at least the silver lining, the good news is, yeah, in that situation, is the problem. The the final frontier. The problem is not you actually taking it. It's no. just acquiring it. That's the issue. <sighs> but yeah, I know so the y- taking it's an issue for other people. Yeah. So, so that's, so, that's so half the battle so right once there. Once I fix that kind of sh- stuff in my life, because over the last year I've probably started about. 20 podcasts and probably got about into episode two on all of them because it's just so hard to stay motivated when you're yes it's tough neuro what's it neurotypical i think the word is for adhd people so yes it's tough and also because i'm 33 now i have like very adult things that i do in my life all the time it's probably why cassidy took a retirement from uh, honestly it, it's one of those it's one of those things where where i'm so I, I, as i mentioned i'm 24 i'm about like yeah. nine years i'm nine years younger than you yeah and i'm seeing people like i just visited um a, a twitter of a balrog's game room who was a youtube channel i, I really liked back in the day yeah. and uh, he still tweets and stuff and he's a he's a goof i i like him uh but in his description it says retired content creator i'm like oh shit bro yeah, I'm like I don't want that to be me. I don't want to fucking. It's say, hard, man. I don't want to like, have to say that. The w- the worst thing is like I always come up with content ideas, but I'm just like, I, I nearly want to pawn this off on somebody because it's a good idea and I don't want it to go to waste. But I know if I start it, it will just go to waste. So, like like the last one, like I got I got an intro done, I got art done for it, and I recorded the first episode, and it was really good. The first episode was yeah. really good, but. Didn't publish it. Didn't put it out there. It just sits on my computer at the moment. It was a nice gaming lore podcast where, like, I explored, like, a lore of uh, any game. I, like, brought on guests every episode and talk about the lore of their their game. 
and oh, just what like a cool what a that's a good show idea i like that yes I, that's what i mean like i uh, there's good ideas i just like i'm i'm gonna waste this yeah, like, there's a lot of a there's a lot of ideas I I have for like really good shows that would be great if I was like Jeff Keeley and had connections. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes, there's a lot of shit like that where it's like, man, well, this would be a great show if only I knew people yeah. that I could con into doing it. Yeah, um, I know. So you, you at the moment you can just find me doing the random tweets on Twitter at I know NATO and go check out the eight bit as in A T E bit family they're still doing podcasts the hungry gamers whole bunch of content over there i usually i like so for the longest time i've just i just call myself a content mercenary where like Based. i'll just pop up and like i'm i'm for the highest bidder like if you want i, me I, on your content, I love that i yeah. i described myself very similarly for the longest time before i had my own podcast i was just a potty i was just a i was a podcaster for hire yeah is, is yeah. what i said podcast um, mercenary yeah, yeah, where I would just yeah, I would just appear, my whole lore was I just appeared on random shows frequently because yeah. I just knew everybody. <laughs> exactly. In our little so, space between like OK Beast and uh, um, Eight Bit and the 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 yeah. Gone Gold Sphere. But you do um, have your own podcast, so yes. Yeah, where where so, can the people find you? All the content you are producing at the moment before yeah, you let me list, yourself Yeah, retire? this is Gone Gold, so this is a different place. So unlike other shows where I just list one or one thing, I'll, I'll list everything. So you can find me on Spotify and iTunes at Hatsune Miku's Crack House, which is a podcast I do with my best friend Miles, uh, where each mi a week for 90 minutes, we just chat about bullshit. Um, Very similar to Awk Pause. It's beautiful. Yes, uh, except we're a lot more degen than yeah. Pause. Awkward Pause is about a show about uh, coffee now. Uh, that's what the show's about now. We're like, look, this show's it, look, about... In its defense, back when it was Four Yanks on Aussie, we were uh, we were an airplane podcast for a few episodes, and we, we've been a lot of things. So they're still keeping the DNA there that I just love. Like Yes. The DNA, yeah, the, D, the, D, the DNA is, is still there. They just talk a lot about coffee, so I just call it, it's a fucking coffee podcast now. <laughs> um, and the same way that fucking Hasuni Miku's Crack House is a pitch and tier list podcast, because that's yes. all we fucking do. Um, in the most recent episode, we did the ultimate dick words tier list. Um, oh, that's great. Where we did that. We did that. We did serial mascot tier list. We did um cartoon network movie tier list we, we've done a lot of bullshit so you can check that out on spotify nights you can check out my other podcast i i am on uh critically panned where we talk about um uh traditional uh western music movies tv news uh and occasionally they listen they let me talk about games uh, when something comes up that's interesting. Um, so you can follow me there. And then if you want to follow Games Shit specifically, you can find me on YouTube at Turnstyle, T-U-R-N-S-T-Y-L-E. Um, you can find me there with my buddy Tom. Watch my Banjo-Kazooie video. It's 50 fucking minutes long. And it's Hell a really yeah. in-depth review of the game. And you're going to learn something. I guarantee it. Beautiful. That's it. You could those and are where all can the they find you on Twitter anyway? Ah, well. uh, you know what? I don't really use Twitter anymore. Uh, I just it's too toxic. It just yeah. got too toxic for me. No, see, so, see, see, there's the problem. Like, it's not toxic because you can curate your NATO? own timeline. It's I just got to take the time to curate your own timeline. NATO. So let me let me say this. Yeah, I agreed with you. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah. For a long time. And yeah. then Twitter started showing me everybody I followed's likes and it ruined it. Well, I don't have that. Like, I just have my timeline as a newest tweet from top to bottom. But, but a lot of the shit 
that makes me mad that gets me mad online on twitter is always from an account i follow just liked something i hate and and it's like well that's what i did i have so if you go to my twitter account it says following one hatsune miku's crack house (laughs) that's it i did do that i'm like fuck this i can't (laughs) use this so I have a comp- I have a private Twitter I have a private Twitter called Kason yeah. Newsfeed where yeah. I I don't tweet anything and just follow yes I follow like accounts that are not gonna cause that I I'm not gonna see bullshit from so yes. IGN GameSpot shit that is like you're gonna tweet out headlines I need yes. headlines and uh, yeah. and shit like that yep um so I have a private account for my newsfeed and then I have my the Daily Sam K account which I have just for DMs I have it still up and open. And yeah. I'll, I'll tweet out very rarely on occasion if I have something to say about, like, a game or something. Um, but mostly you should follow me on at Miku's Crack House um, is the most active of my accounts on Twitter. Hell um, yeah. Where it's just uh, we post the new episodes of the show and we post random stuff. You can vote dong or schlong. What's the better word? Um, schlong. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of – I feel the same way. Yeah. Um, but – yeah, that's uh, that's it for me. That's uh, that's everything. Beautiful. So I'm doing and a lot. Th- so. This this has been your fake gone gone podcast. You can follow the. So if you're following this, if you found this somewhere not anywhere related to the gone gold boys, I don't know. Like if if this is like 400 years from now and it's a toxic environment out there and it's a post apocalyptic world. It's metro. It's fucking metro, dude. Yeah, you've you've dug you, like you you found the sound card on something and you you found the audio diary you found the audio diary diary. see that would be my dream to become an audio diary like in the future of a real post-apocalyptic world and like so 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 if you do find us as a audio diary in the future go digging and and search through whatever database you found us in and look for the gone gold boys on their podcast and on their original feed the orc paws you can go find them on their Twitters, and it's one account, yeah. One account is yeah, the Yeah, at, at Ockpaws on Twitter. Yeah. All right, so go check that. Go go check out Sam. Go check out Elmer. Go check out Rob. Go check out other Sam. Go check out, yeah, Cassidy. And, and, and Cassidy as well. And Andrew. No, nah, fuck Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> no, go, go check out Andrew Street. He's probably the most active on Twitter. All right, and this, this has been your fake... Gone Gold, B Team, Outsiders, Expendables, Bench Warmers podcast. Goodbye. <laughs>